first part of this two part episode the cabal talked about our own impressions of care of kanchrapalam one of telugu cinema's best movies of 2018 but then we had some questions and we thought we would bring in a special guest who could answer them so listen on for part 2 hey guys our guest is here um we are now joined by the director of the movie uh, venkatesh maha thank you for joining us maha it's a pleasure having you on thank the episode. you we have tons of questions as we, as we've been watching the movie and grappling with how everything was coming together and so it was it's really nice that you could join us um uh, one of the things we were talking earlier was how time is not uh, explicitly st- set in the movie but you've left clues here and there how hard was it to you know not put explicit cues yeah uh, the, the reason for that uh, is my your uh... So when I thought of the climax of this film, I wanted audience not to predict the climax. So uh, in order for them not to predict the climax, I kept all these clues. Like usually people use, uh, uh, you know, these posters, retro cards and all to symbolize that this is happening in the past. But uh, for me, I didn't want uh, audience to predict the climax to get that jolt at the end. so that's why i i have chosen these small small things as small small elements from the past Th- that's the reason uh, uh, why the, those clues are uh, hidden once you come to know the climax uh, you'll understand all those clues and all those uh, things yeah. from are from past did you have the climax in mind when you wrote these stories you know separate sections of his life or you know how how did that happen Yes, when I was writing the script, uh, first I I actually wrote uh, all those four individual love stories. I wanted to tell a love story in different uh, uh, age group. So there are these kind of uh, love stories, like four love stories of person and all. In other films also, like uh, Charan's autograph and uh, recent Premam in Malayalam. All these yeah. films has uh, uh, multiple love stories of a person, but. Uh, while i was writing the script uh, i first wrote four different love stories in different age group and then uh, 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 while i was reading the script i myself felt that something is missing so that was not even the first draft of the film so it was just the idea of like what i'm going to tell so when i felt that something is missing in the script so then i was actually thinking about uh, you know what to what to do with the story and all so then i got this idea of uh, making all these four stories as one as one person story as raju's story that is when i i got the religious perspective of film and uh, i you know i started weaving all the stories uh, in interlink so that's how the whole thing started and once i got the idea of the climax i completely saw the picture i intentionally want that point to be narrated at the end of film because uh, i myself wanted to you know test my directorial abilities so uh, can i make people not predict all the four stories are uh, one person's journey so that's just a directorial experiment that i did that was a nice touch there mahan i want to talk about some of the formal decisions you took the, the first shot of in the village when when we meet the sculptor and his family mm-hmm. the first shot that we see is from a, from a height it's like a god's eye view shot and we have uh, his mother asking him to eat and go and his father gives him some money for the canteen food and he runs away yeah. and you can't help but realize that that is sort of shot that would have been from that completed statue 
so so i was wondering if, if that was the idea or if that how you framed it uh that that idea that uh, top angle shot uh, uh, is just uh, like as you said uh, it's a god's point of view so uh, at the end uh, it's going to be a 30 feet uh, 30 feet uh, ganesh idol is right. what is, you know what it's going to be uh, the antagonist of this boy story right correct yeah that's the, that's the idea behind that shot and also uh, i just wanted to shoot uh, that whole sequence uh, in one single shot without mm. giving details of phases and uh, because you know uh, this guy stammers right uh, his father stammers and uh, his mother is there uh, cooking uh, at one side so uh, i didn't want to show the phases but later on when those characters come come on screen people have to realize that uh, these are these guys from the first shot so that that that's that's why we didn't show the faces of uh, the characters so whenever uh, those characters come again uh, in on screen then people will directly remember I mean, like will directly connect to the first shot oh this tamring guy is from this first shot so he might be he might be uh, uh, father he might be the father of uh, sundaram we wanted to do that shot like that and that top angle is uh, god's perspective I mean, like it's uh, that's intentionally uh, made shot in the in the entirety of film you have the unspeakability of caste and mm-hmm. so because of that i want to know if did you make the father stammer because of something like that like just now you said that you didn't want people to uh, recognize these characters and these are these are people who you, you didn't want us to immediately put faces on them so yeah, is that something related to caste so the unspeakability of this character is not because of the caste or something i try to tell that uh, people who are unable to speak mm-hmm. uh, people who are unable who are not talkative are not growing okay mm-hmm. so are not growing in their own fields or on in their own lines okay mm-hmm. so people who can talk even though they are uneducated yeah the his, people uh, who can talk boss. yeah his boss even though they are uneducated they are earning money because they are they're able to talk to people i have an inspiration uh, for this character there is an art director in one of the reputed uh, television channels in tamil nadu so where i worked as a program producer for some time so the art director has the same problem okay he stammers big time this art director he was working there for 26 years and his salary is not even 26000 but all the other people who are working 5 years 7 years and all they are earning like 50 to 60000 rupees the only reason why this art director couldn't uh, grow in his career is because of stammering right so, so i got inspired from that person and i i, I wrote this character mm-hmm. so here also you know he cannot uh, speak properly he stammers a lot so that's the reason why he had to work under uncle rao that uh, uneducated owner guy mm-hmm. uh, for such a long time i just wanted to show that if, if you are not able to speak also you can grow in your life in, with your efforts is what i tried to show like they say right matalo vachinode raraju yeah exactly matalo vachinode raraju it is not valid yeah so and that particular character no is reflects uh, dignity of labor so the, all those things i wanted to tell through that character so uh, you have a lot of themes that you've tried to touch with just your you know your first movie itself the dignity of labor you mentioned there is a caste there is religion 
there is the hypocrisy um there is the mm-hmm. class so was that so, a very conscious effort that you said you know i want to explore all these different things and how how were yeah. you trying to keep it uh, as light as possible without it because you know there's a thin line you want to uh, talk about it so that people know you're talking about it but you don't want it to be too messagey and preachy that's actually it's a conscious effort uh, since my childhood i have seen all these preachy films and uh, for me it became really difficult uh, not to be preachy in my script so while writing the script i was so conscious that nothing should be preachy and uh, while i'm writing the dialogues uh, you know it used to go towards preachy side but you know i i used to bring it back okay no subtle subtle so that's how uh, i wrote the script yeah that, that was an intentional uh, effort uh, not to be preachy and you know and i al- always try to tell something with the flow of the story you know not for the purpose of telling something to the audience i just wanted uh, them to speak and move the story forward so in that way whatever dialogues that are needed for those uh, characters to speak with each other so i wrote those dialogues and in those dialogues uh, i tried to convey whatever things i wanted to convey to the audience So this movie is being made on a pretty shoestring budget. I I was reading that you had mentioned this somewhere. So one of the scenes I wanted to ask you about was uh, when Bhargavi um, and Joseph right uh, she is taking her to this sermon which is happening mm-hmm. and it it's very nicely it is a superbly staged sequence. What I wanted to find out is how did you go about staging the entire sequence with the resources that you have? There is a small ground in Kanchalpalam. you guys know that i wrote the script sitting in kanchipuram in the streets of kanchipuram yep i wrote the, the whole script in two months sitting in the streets of kanchipuram so when i was sitting on a ground in kanchipuram so there is a flyover behind the ground and there are a lot of people who are living under that uh, flyover one day i saw them having a sermon there was a pastor who was uh, preaching uh, i went and i sat with those people so while listening to that uh, so then uh, i got the idea of uh, placing this scene and so when i was shooting this scene the day before uh, 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 sermon scene is going to be shot uh, my assistant directors came to me and uh, they asked me how about the extras i just took a minute and uh, i told them to go to that uh, place where i went uh, and chat in the sermon to go there and uh, uh, bring those people tell them that uh, attend the sermon and that was also uh, th- that's that you know we were actually uh, shooting this uh, uh, sermon uh, on a sunday so i asked my assistant directors to go there and uh, bring the people to attend the sermon uh, i'll also pay them 200 per each and was uh, that a person. pastor as well then no the pastor was not there so it was in the afternoon uh, they already attended the sermon in the morning uh, which happened in their uh, uh, neighborhood a uh, lot of people refused to come my assistant directors are very smart so they somehow managed and they brought them and uh, you know we we made them sat for 3 hours and everyone were asking uh, uh, the priest guy who was acting there on stage you know he he was just uh, moving his mouth he couldn't say those words actually so uh, what i asked him is to move 
moved, you know, just give the mannerisms of the priest uh, in a ceremony. So he started acting uh, like a priest. And these people who are sitting there, they are asking why the priest is not speaking anything. So, you know, that was a big day for us to manage all those people. Maha, the setting of Kancharapalam is it's one of those places which is explicitly divided into uh, caste names like this, Gavara Kancharapalam and Kola Kancharapalam and Reddy Kancharapalam. Is that one of the reasons setting the film there or is there some, some other larger reason for you to do it? Yeah, I lived in uh, Kancharapalam uh, for eight months in 2009. Back then, I saw all these uh, people having uh, different caste-based names for their villages. But I'll tell you why I made this film in Kancharapalam. There are different castes. The whole India is there in uh, Kancharapalam. Uh, that's the reason uh, I wanted to make the film there. So I've seen different caste names for different villages. But though they are different cast all the villages you know they they are really friendly and all those uh, things that fascinated me to uh, know that attracted me uh, uh, to make the film there so one thing i noticed is uh, all the different characters they are set on either side of the railway tracks that keep showing up in the movie so was that you know in the script itself or was that done because of the locations that you had to shoot in no uh, everything that you have seen on on the, on screen was there in the script including the locations you know if you see the script uh, if the location is the tunnel on screen in script also the location was tunnel so uh, i'll tell you how it happened i didn't uh, write the film in hyderabad or any other place and went to kanchapalam to shoot it I went to Kancharapalam to write the script. So, right. whatever locations that inspired me in Kancharapalam, they helped me in writing the script itself. So, while writing the script itself, I know where I'm going to shoot this in that area. So, uh, that's how uh, all those uh, locations were uh, pre-planned and all those locations were there in the script itself. The railway tracks, uh, uh, I'll tell you why I put a lot of uh, trains and railway tracks uh, in the film. At the end, Raju and Radha's story is going to end at the railway tracks. And uh, they'll, they'll be blocked by a train while running away from uh, the house, right? So to put that one scene near the railway track, uh, I wanted to make people habituated to the trains since the beginning of the film. Yeah, that's why... There'll be a lot of uh, uh, you know, trains passing in scenes and railway tracks, railway bridges. So that uh, by, at the end, when they come near the railway track, it will not be convenient, right? So that's why. So that's why I tried to show a lot of trains and a uh, uh, lot of railway tracks uh, in the film since the beginning. Okay. Uh, one other question, uh, lighter question. So uh, the use of the song from Maro Charitra, I watched Marucharitra a long time ago and uh, I realized after watching this movie that Marucharitra is also set in Vizag. The other thing is I see a very uh, nice resemblance uh, between the actress that played Bhargavi and Sarita who you know played the lead in Marucharitra. Was that you know by design or it just happened? Uh, it's nothing in no link but uh, there might be a link in my brain <laughs> because all the films are the films that I love. So all those heroines are like uh, the heroines that I love. So that's how there might be a link in my brain, not uh, in the film. So 
when I saw this uh, Branita, uh, who played Barkavi character in the film, like I went to a classical dance institute to audition uh, audition for Barkavi's character. I saw this girl, and uh, on the first glance itself, uh, uh, I knew that this girl is going to be Barkavi. And surprisingly, in the audition also, she gave a very good performance. If you see all the women in the care of Kanchipalam, so you find some some uh, uh, you know what we call uh, those old heroine faces you know so uh, that was intentional yeah these days i uh, i'm not seeing any telugu or telugu faces in telugu films tamil faces in tamil faces. so that was in, like my intention to uh, take all these actors actresses uh, who have uh, uh, beautiful telugu faces and uh, when if you see radha she's from uh, orissa in the film so she he, she has a proper you know orian face so i wanted to maintain that in the, you know uh, in casting the characters since you mentioned about Bhargavi and Radha, I wanted to ask you about Salima, the producer of your movie. She's a total non-actor, right? Because, you know, she's a doctor in New York. And what made you cast her for the role of Salima? Necessity is the mother of invention. You know, that's right. So that was literally necessity. I actually casted another actress for that character. But unfortunately, before 10 days of uh, her part of shoot, she broke her leg. Uh, she was hospitalized and uh, doctors told her uh, not to move her leg for eight weeks. I didn't have that much time. That actress also, she told me that uh, she cannot do even after eight weeks. Uh, she cannot do it because she is facing a lot of traumas. So then I wrapped up. The whole shoot, uh, I came back to Hyderabad. I was searching for, uh, you know, someone who can play a non-typical prostitute role. So the problem is, uh, uh, when I started narrating this script to other actors in Hyderabad, the moment I say it's a prostitute role, they used to have some picture of a prostitute in their brain because of the portrayal of prostitutes uh, in a yep. previous film. So they used to judge the character. I didn't judge my character while writing while I was shooting uh, in Kancharapalam, before uh, this, Parachuri Vijay Pravinna, she came to the set uh, of uh, a week. You know, out of a small challenge, uh, uh, she gave an audition. She was actually good in the audition. So while I was actually trying for these uh, actresses uh, in Hyderabad, uh, one of my team members, he suggested me to see Pravina's audition once again, to consider Pravina for Salima's role. So I saw the audition again and uh, she was perfect. Without any doubt, she told me that uh, she's interested in acting, but she doesn't know how to act. We thought of training her through Skype for 30 days and then we thought of going to shoot but uh, in 15 days itself we pulled it off uh, you know what uh, the only actor that I didn't uh, show any expressions on set uh, was Pravina I used to show all the actors how the character behaves and how uh, they need to put expressions in them. but Pravina uh, because she didn't judge a prostitute's character on the first day of her arrival we have taken her in a car uh, to a place where uh, usually prostitutes stand in the sector so we have shown her uh, how they walk how they behave and that. So she didn't judge them at all. Probably it's because uh, she's from other part of the world. No, she didn't judge uh, anyone. She didn't judge that character especially. So that's how, uh, uh, no, uh, she's the only one uh, uh, I didn't uh, tell anything on set. She actually did everything on her own. 
అండ్ దట్ వన్ సీన్ వేర్ షీ సేజ్ వృధాకా వస్తావా అన్న వాళ్ళు తప్ప ప్రేమిస్తావా అన్న వాళ్ళు లేరు అని చెప్పి లైక్ వన్ షీ డెడ్ దట్ షార్ట్ ఐ లిటరలీ సా సలీమ్ అదే వన్ థింగ్ ఐ అండర్స్టాండ్ వాల్ ప్రవీణ వాజ్ యాక్టింగ్ యాక్టింగ్ ఈజ్ నాట్ డిఫికల్ట్ ఇఫ్ యూ డోంట్ జడ్ దోస్ క్యారెక్టర్స్ ఇన్ అవర్ మైండ్ యూ అండర్స్టాండ్ వాట్ ఐమ్ సెయింగ్ యాక్టింగ్ ఈజ్ నాట్ డిఫికల్ట్ ఇఫ్ యూ డోంట్ జడ్జ్ అవర్ క్యారెక్టర్ సో మోస్ట్ ఆఫ్ ద యాక్టర్స్ దే యాక్ట్ విత్ దర్ బాడీ నాట్ విత్ దర్ బ్రెయిన్ సో వెన్ ఐ సా ప్రవీణస్ పర్ఫార్మెన్స్ ఫర్ సలీమా ఐ ఫెల్ దట్ ఇఫ్ యూ డో నాట్ జడ్జ్ అ క్యారెక్టర్ యూ కెన్ యాక్ట్ ఇన్ దట్ క్యారెక్టర్ ఆర్ యూ కెన్ లివ్ ఇన్ దట్ క్యారెక్టర్ వెల్ more about the salima characters how it is probably one of the one of the very well written uh, characters for a sex worker portrayed in um, in the confines of telugu cinema at least and she is po- totally in control of what she does she has no qualms about it and she you know she says yep this is what i do you, you have to let accept me for what i am this is a very revolutionary kind of thought uh, especially for someone who is a sex worker in um, in you know recent cinema so we we love that character same reason moved me to write that uh, character so we haven't seen uh, sex workers character like that uh, in, in any of the recent films right? that thing that moved me to write this character and the other reason for that character is uh, if you see the those four characters sundaram joseph gaddam and raju you know i have taken situations from my life and uh, i tried to incorporate in all those four characters so uh, i behaved as uh, sundaram uh, when i was 12 years old uh, i behaved like joseph when i was uh, 21 22 years old and uh, now right now i'm at the age of kadam if i see it it's my own character so it's my age so i need to write something i need to write the story according to my maturity levels that i have right now. so then i was thinking uh, how like whom should uh, gadam love and so at the age of 30 so somehow uh, I, i thought of uh, uh, making gadam love a prostitute and then uh, after getting that point i started thinking how he should love a prostitute how he should react to that so the same way i didn't want to judge any particular profession so dignity of labor is also there on my the list of things that i want to discuss so just uh, not to judge that profession uh, to respect uh, everyone's profession uh, i wanted uh, gaddam not to judge uh, the prostitute salima that's how salima's character came onto the papers so there are a lot of films where uh, we have seen prostitute characters uh, there is some typical behavior of uh, prostitute that uh, we have seen in a lot of films you know their body language their language and all those things are really different there's stereotypical way of their behavior right so i didn't want uh, salima to be like that no i wanted to show the inner side of a prostitute so that's how uh, the salima character came and uh, as a 30 odd years old person i didn't want to judge uh, a prostitute that's why gaddam didn't judge salima so i was as you were talking about right the how religion is the antagonist for the first three stories uh, interesting way of seeing seeing things but uh, i also saw that you made you have the sly note where you also make a hat tip to feminism where um, radha tells us tells a daughter what is the use of all your feminism if a woman cannot find uh, love for the second time in her life and that's what turns the daughter so that was a very uh, interesting way of bridging that generation gap with, with that one line yeah so a lot of women like this film because uh, the right way of feminism was also portrayed in the film uh, i myself a feminist i think 
you know at times I, uh, after cancer palam you know that feeling be- really became strong when i was writing the women characters in the film i kept it in mind so no woman character should be judged or no woman character should be stereotypical so that's how this whole feminism uh, came into the film yeah. the other thing uh, that we want to talk about uh, there is a like obviously religion plays a big part uh, in this uh, but there is also the whole conversion that happens through the film that i mean of course uh, uh, we see sundaram uh, to be a hindu and and then there is a joseph who's a converted uh, that is christian possibly and then raju is uh, of course uh, an atheist uh, so is that something that is uh, is that something that you personally seen uh, uh, around you or how, how did that uh, come into the writing the this whole conversions uh, you know uh, right now india is full of conversions right so that's also a point uh, that i wanted to to show in the film without any controversial thing so i just wanted to discuss that there is uh, this conversions are happening there is n- no big thought process behind the, the showing those uh, conversions involved so conversion became uh, a, a normal thing and a common thing uh, these days in india i just used that part to make uh, my character travel maha you mentioned you had uh, a list of themes that you had had down can you reveal more about it like what what are the things that you wanted to discuss if you actually had a list okay so the first uh, thing was unconditional love so people talk about unconditional love but there is till now i haven't seen unconditional love i just wanted to explore that area of unconditional love uh, in in my film then uh, dignity of labor the first character uh, that falls into this category this dignity of labor category is uh, ramurti who makes uh, ganesh idols yeah, okay like we discussed yeah then uh, when salima's uh, character came that dignity of labor actually you know took the real form and when raju's character there uh, came uh, came in my mind so it, it look that dignity of labor uh, you know i could able to see the whole form of uh, uh, that particular point when uh, radha asked him to come and sit next to uh, next yeah. to her people around him uh, they actually uh, refused him to sit uh, next to uh, them right but rather contradicts them and uh, she makes him sit next to her uh, all those scenes are the result of uh, this particular thought i wanted to discuss uh, dignity of labor and then uh, came religion uh, when i got the climax and I was, when i was thinking how to connect all these characters uh, Uh, to this climax the idea of uh, discussing about religion came so so that's how uh, unconditional love dignity of labor religion and also gender i wanted to discuss right after after writing something like this once you finish writing uh, you probably recognize that this is not the mainstream film that usually comes out of the telugu film industry so so were you like you always wanted to make that independent film or you had thoughts of maybe a big producer will make a big film out of it what 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 were your thoughts about that did you have an idea of making kanchar palam a bigger film than what it is now you know bigger in a very studio production sense i'm asking if you get what i mean so uh, i didn't want any studios to uh... produce this film because i already tried uh, to reach uh, producers uh, with uh, one another script it didn't work out uh, because i couldn't make it meet uh, 
the right guy in in any production house so then um, i went to kanchipuram to write the script the, the first day in kanchipuram i knew that i'm going to make this uh, uh, film with these people as actors in my film at the same time after writing the script uh, when i was thinking about uh, you no know, the investors and the budget everything i wanted this budget to be minimal since the beginning because uh, i'm doing something uh, people might accept or might not accept right so uh, Uh, i quoted uh, like a minimal budget and i i made a small pitch video and uh, i was actually roaming in hyderabad to uh, uh, to start uh, crowdfunding campaign so at that time i met pravina and uh, she produced the film so my intention since the beginning uh, was not to approach uh, any studios because no studios can understand the story is what i thought no conventional studios uh, producer will uh, understand uh, what i'm trying to show in the film uh, but later on uh, suresh productions they understood what's there in the film and that's the story uh, yeah that's the reason why i wanted to write a story or why i wanted to make a film like this uh, is because uh, before filmmaker like i uh, i was a i was a frustrated audience oh my god i can't see the same story and same dialogue and same emotions in every film yeah is what i thought and i made this and how much can you tell us about what you think of, of the state of the industry and whether it is changing or it is a long way to go what are your thoughts on it changing uh, and uh, they're trying to tell new stories definitely whether they are uh, telling new stories or not it's a different story but uh, oh, everyone wants to uh, uh, make good films and uh, uh, new stories and all but the thing is that uh, it's not uh, telugu film industry means telugu film actors or telugu film producers that needs to change uh, the writers in pro- telugu film industry uh, need to change so they need to write uh, coming out of their uh, convenient zone is what it is so once they are out of the convenient zone uh, we get a lot of uh, good movies and good stories uh, from telugu film industry uh, and uh, can you talk about what are your influences in cinema like what what have you you grew up watching and what both film making and the films that you like telugu and outside telugu yeah growing as a child uh, i watched a lot of films i grew up in vijayawada there is a place called gandhi nagar in vijayawada gandhi nagar is the hub for film theaters my street through which i used to go to school has almost 20 theaters oh. every day i used to walk through all those big big cutouts of big heroes you know and all those uh, first day chaos so all the things and every sunday my mom she used to give me 10 rupees uh, just not to have me at home because i i used to do a lot of crazy stuff at home so just not to have me at home she used to give me 10 rupees 5 rupees for the ticket and 5 rupees for you know uh, some snacks so every sunday i used to watch a film in those theaters and at times uh, two films in a week so Uh, I watched a lot of films. I don't even remember what what films I watched in theaters. So that's how the, this whole film bug, cinema bug, uh, you know, started in my brain. But uh, like at the age of sixteen, I came out of my house uh, to live independently. When I when I was twenty, I came to film industry. I came to the film industry to become an actor. But uh, eventually, uh, I turned into a director. while i was staying with a few of my roommates uh, 
those roommates were uh, filmmaking graduates and uh, i used to learn a lot of things from the conversations that we had and uh, they introduced me to you know world cinema so mm-hmm. uh, my favorite filmmakers from world cinema were um, wong kar wai ang lee um, so there are a lot of other people uh, whose work i really like so right. my roommates introduced me to the world cinema and uh, whenever i used to watch some film with uh, my friends they used to discuss about the film and i also used to participate in those discussions and that's how uh, i understood the how a film should be and yeah that's how, that's how the whole thing started i don't have any um, further questions uh, adi anta anything else uh, you guys want to ask maha while he, we still have him for a few minutes what next for maha so i'm right now work, uh, working on a script uh, i'm writing going to take uh, two to three months more for me to complete this script this is not going to be like kanchalam uh, kanchalam i made this film to you know to create a visiting card for myself so now uh, i got a visiting card called uh, director of of kanchalam so then now i can able to go and uh, you know say said speak with any producer uh, in the film industry so now i want to make uh, stories that i wanted to make before kanchalam so this story i was uh, i was working on this script uh, before kanchalam this is the script uh, that i took to all the producers that i uh, approached kanchalam brought a lot of changes uh, in me personally and professionally i evolved uh, to next level uh, uh with kanchipalam as a writer and also as a human being so after kanchipalam when i saw the previous script uh, when i read the previous script uh, i found lot of like i found lot of immaturity in the in that writing so now i am totally changing the whole script and uh, trying to uh, trying to uh, make it a good story so yeah that's what i'm doing right now and uh, by may or june uh, i might start the project i'm not it is not a confirm but i might start project uh, by the end of may or uh, in june all right that was our uh, conversation on care of kancharapalam as always uh, please watch the movie before uh, you've heard this podcast but if you're at the end of the podcast that means you've already <laughs> <laughs> this point is moot but uh, again uh, the movie is available on streaming platforms like jio uh, if you are in india uh, we're still waiting for it to come on uh, amazon or netflix for the folks that are uh, outside india uh, hopefully it will be coming on one of those pretty soon um, but it's definitely a movie that is a must watch so whenever you can get a hand your hands on it do watch it uh, it is a movie that uh, demands multiple wo- uh, watching uh, multiple uh, viewings because of some of the nuances that maha just spoke about which you can catch uh, as you watch it the second or the third time uh, on behalf of everyone at the loot cabal uh, maha we'd like to thank you for your time and coming on this podcast we're signing off we'll see you on the next podcast with another movie uh, keep listening thank you so much thank you.